the time. Where do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? What's the best thing you've ever eaten? That's why we're here now. Not only to tell you what we love to eat, but where you can go get it. It is all the things that you want when it comes to a great cake. I'm a huge cake fan. I can't stay away from cake. It's a beautiful piece of art, and it's delicious. You just want to stick your face in it. Mm. It's so unbelievable. Taste that. Mm. This is a slice of heaven. Cake? What's not to like about that? This is the best thing I ever ate, cakewalk. So what am I doing? I'm walking with cake. It's my job. I love cake. And the cake I want to talk about is the red velvet cake at Cake Man Raven in Fort Greene, Brooklyn. I think Cake Man Raven's red velvet cake is the best I've ever had, and I've had plenty. Red velvet cake is a fairly standard cake recipe that has red food coloring added to it. Everybody's Southern grandma made it. In fact, that's where Cake Man Raven got the recipe from his own grandmother. That's what made him famous. And actually, you know, he's been baking since he was nine years old. So he's getting pretty good at it. What I've learned back in the day to now, you can't take shortcuts. Just like any cake, you make a batter. But in this cake, there's just a teaspoon of cider vinegar. I think that's one thing that sets a red velvet cake apart from, say, a yellow cake. It also has a little cocoa and buttermilk. And what this gives you is just a richness and a tanginess. The thing that makes a red velvet cake so distinctive is that incredibly rich, vivid red color, which comes from food coloring. Mix it all together, pop it in the oven, and while it's cooling, we can go to the frosting. For me, I think the cream cheese frosting is the most pronounced flavor. It's only four ingredients. It's cream cheese, butter, confectioner's sugar, and vanilla. It's really good. This is one of those things that's very specific. When you get a craving for red velvet cake, it's something you're gonna go wait in line for. You know, I'm not gonna need the bag because I'm gonna eat that right out there. Come on, let's go eat. It looks so extreme because it is so deeply red. And then contrast with the sort of creamy white frosting, you just wanna stick your face in it. Oh, that's good. A little chocolatey, a little tangy, very sweet. And then you could put cream cheese frosting on a rock and it would taste good. It's just a really nice cake. The best cake I ever ate. Mm. I love that stuff. I'm gonna take it to the next level. We've got a splash of red, a splash of blue, and a splash of yellow, so put that in your oven and bake it. You know, I'm not a big sweet guy, but there's always that one that just grabs you and holds on to you. I'm talking about the Madrian cake at the SF MoMA Rooftop Cafe in San Francisco, California. I mean, it's a beautiful cake, and it's absolutely delicious. This cake is a super simple white cake. It wouldn't look like a Mondrian if it was all white, so we have good old-fashioned food coloring. She has beautiful yellow cake, and then she has red, she has blue. We cut it up into squares, give each piece a good ganache with 70% Belrona chocolate. It's super dark. The different lines that were actually drawn on the Mondrian print, those lines are now ganache. To put a cake this beautiful and this delicious together, it's a total mind boggle to me. All right, now we're reassembling. Multiple mini cakes put together. And then ganache the whole thing and then cut it. I mean, it's a spot on match of the Madrian print. It's pretty incredible. And you say, is it gonna taste as good as it looks? Yeah, it does. There you are. Perfect, thank you very much. And then I'm able to sit down in a sculpture garden and eat this beautiful piece of art that's a cake. Look at that. It's so rich and delicious and moist. The crumb, literally perfect on your palate. The ganache is absolutely perfect. It's not too heavy, which really balances well with the cake. It's unbelievable. So if we're talking about one of the best cakes I've ever had in my entire life, 
We gotta go to the South and you gotta get Paula Deen's hoe cakes. Now I'm not calling anybody a hoe. I'm just saying they're called hoe cakes and they're awesome. Paula Deen, the absolute queen of Southern cooking. If you haven't been to her restaurant in Savannah, The Lady and Sons, you are missing out on some dynamic regional American cooking. And she's got hoe cakes on the menu. It's like a white cornbread cake with buttermilk. What's not to like about that? So I've known Paula Dean for a very long time. As a matter of fact, she even catered the rehearsal dinner at my wedding. We had collards, we had her cheesy meatloaf, and lots and lots of hoe cakes. So a hoe cake is different from what you say, like a pancake, because this is like a, a puffy cornbread. Cook to order, and you gotta get this. As the young folks say, this is what you want. It's white cornmeal mixed with a little bit of sugar and self-rising flour. Always remember, self-rising. And now I'm gonna add soybean oil. Sweet, tangy buttermilk. Some water, some eggs. You make a batter out of that. And then they will drop it on a hot buttered grill. And I like doing this because I like to see people eating. Come and get it. So not only are these hoe cakes absolutely delicious, but they're also free. So when you sit down for dinner, you get a big stack of hoe cakes. And there's also a cheesy biscuit on top of that. And that's a good biscuit. But to me, for my free money, you got to go for the hoe cake. And then when you bite into that, it's crunchy on the outside. And then you get this kind of creamy, softer than cornbread texture. It's almost like a pudding in a sense. A hoe cake done really well, to me, tastes like the South. It's big in your face, fantastic Southern food. I love cake more than anybody. And when this cake gets to you, it really delivers on all fronts. It's chocolatey, it's moist, it's just pure love. My favorite cake that I'm completely obsessed with that will make me get on a plane and go to Louisville is a flourless chocolate cake at Cake Flour in Louisville, Kentucky. You want decadence? Go down there and check it out. I was first turned on to this place by my business partners. They did a restaurant in Louisville and they brought back some cakes with them to New York and they were delicious. It is sinful, chocolatey, moist, creamy, all the things that you want when it comes to a great cake. So we're gonna start off with our pasture-fed eggs from Kentucky. They're really high in omega-3s, lower in cholesterol, and they just taste really good. We whisk them. Then, wonderful chocolate. A 60% cacao, and that's really the key to this dish. And then there's a series of secret ingredients that the good people at the cake flower shop don't wanna share, which I don't blame them. Now I'm going to combine the eggs with the chocolate and then you're gonna put it in a pan, bake it for a little bit, take it out, chill it for about eight hours, glaze it with chocolate ganache on top. Flourless chocolate cake. It comes in big sizes, medium sizes, but the way I get it is in small individual sizes. And wouldn't you know it, it's right here. Mm. Wow, that is good. That is pure chocolate goodness. This flourless chocolate cake, it's just delicious. I'm just a happy person right now. It doesn't get better than that. I told you, I'm all right right now. Thank you. This is the whole dilemma of my story. Whoopie pies, you know, the mystery. Is it cake? Is it a cookie? Is it a pie? What is this treat? But everybody knows it's super delicious. Well, you know, this is the thing. Whoopie pies are two pieces of chocolate cake formed into a cookie shape filled with vanilla, marshmallow, butter, cream filling. The best place to get the best whoopie pie is Two Fat Cats Bakery in Portland, Maine. It's nice and soft and super sweet. Must I say more? In any good self-respecting gas station, 
in New England, uh, you will find questionable quality commercialized whoopie pies. When you're looking for you know, the real deal, you want to go to Two Fat Cats Bakery. You know, these guys put a lot of effort to make the perfect little cookie cake pie deliciousness. First, to start making the whoopie pies, we're going to mix pretty much like a standard cake batter. They've got butter, veg oil, brown sugar, and eggs. Add melted Belgian chocolate to that. Mix that with flour, a little bit of baking soda, a little bit of baking powder, and there you have your cake batter. We're going to scoop onto a cookie sheet, and then we're going to put them in the oven. For the whoopie pie filling, they actually almost make like a meringue. They'll take the sugar and water, and they'll boil it. They're going to whisk in some egg whites. To that base, we add more butter and sugar. Put all those ingredients together. That's a lot of whoopie. <laughs> Wait till we go down there. You'll see. Whoopie! What can I get for you today? Uh, whoopie pies? First bite kind of goes like this. Oh, my God. It's like you're biting into a cloud. It's that good. Kevin, a little bit higher up. It's uber rich. The creamy filling is sweet. And the cake, it's really like moist chocolate cake. Mm. But you know, this whoopie pie at Two Fat Cats is the real deal. I guarantee it's going to be worth the trip. If I'm going to splurge, it's definitely going to be a chocolate cake. And I'm not even like a dessert person. I'm a this sort of chocolate cake person. <laughs> When I think of the perfect chocolate cake, I think of the dulce de leche cake from Extraordinary Desserts. It's perfectly balanced. It's got chocolate mousse, chocolate ganache, chocolate cake, this chocolatey crunchy thing in the middle. It's just the perfect chocolate cake. I grew up in Mexico, and dulce de leche is a confection that is from Latin America. It's sweetened condensed milk that's been caramelized, and it's delicious, and it kind of melts in your mouth. It's amazing. For me to walk in there and see something that says dulce de leche, it's like, this is definitely a unique creation. First, we're gonna start with a dark chocolate sour cream cake, and I'm gonna moisten it with simple syrup that has a special liqueur in it. And then there's gonna be ganache, which is dark chocolate and boiling cream mixed together. And then they've got the chocolate mousse. And then my favorite part of the cake is the crunchy chocolate confection in the middle. And that's made with milk chocolate, macadamia nuts, and crushed cookie layers. They put these different layers together and it's a perfect balance. And we're gonna put that in the freezer overnight so it gets nice and firm. And then just tops it with this shiny chocolate ganache. And then she puts dulce de leche on the top of the cake and you've got all those little chocolate curly things on the side. It just looks amazing. <laughs> it's just perfect. All right, here's the dulce de leche for you. Gracias, thank you so much. You want to get everything in that first bite. See, it's making my mouth water. The mousse is a little bit bitter, and then the cake is a little bit moist, and then you've got a little bit of the crunch, and then the dulce de leche just kind of balances it all out. It's absolutely the most amazing, delicious, spectacular chocolate cake I've ever had. I'm a huge cake fan. I one time was in a hotel and some people that had just been married there had left part of their wedding cake out in the hall. I took it to my room and ate it. And yet I would say the best cake I've ever had is a pancake. Maybe because you get to have them in the morning and that's frowned upon with, you know, like wedding cake. I would say not only the best pancakes I've ever had, but the best cake I've ever had would be the whole wheat pancakes at Little Al in New York. They only serve them on the weekends. So I'm very generally when they open, these little wheat pancakes are very, very flavorful. And with just a little bit of syrup, they're perfect. People tend to forget that pancakes are still cakes. You're just talking about baking one as opposed to griddling the other. And I like the griddled version because you get more surface. I like that brown 
on the surface. It's very hard to make a good whole wheat pancake because they tend to be very heavy. But these cakes maintain the, the lightness that they come with cake. It's let, let them eat cake. The first thing I do when I make the whole wheat pancakes is I mix all the dry ingredients. And when you're doing something as simple as a pancake, every ingredient really, really counts. Then I mix my wet ingredients. I take the wet ingredients and I slowly incorporate them into the dry ingredients. I think that the reason they're successful, besides it's just a good recipe, is that they source every ingredient very seriously, which is, is really key to making a good pancake. And they cook them perfectly so that the surface of the pancake browns very nicely because of the whole wheat flour. Serve the pancakes with a little bit of butter, some blueberries, some strawberries, powdered sugar. And then they serve it with a good, great bourbon maple syrup, which is the only frosting that a pancake needs, so to speak. These pancakes, a little owl, only a fork is necessary. And to get a balance of the sweetness, coffee is, is ideal. Orange juice would throw off the equation drastically. You know, bourbon, coffee, that goes. Bourbon, orange juice, uh, not so much. I like bourbon a lot, and any time that I can bring it to breakfast, I think it's a good thing. I'm hoping my, my birthday cake this year will be holy pancakes from Little Owls. I like that.